0: You're listening to episode 24 of Chirps, a St. Louis Cardinals podcast for birds on the black. I'm Tara, he's Alex, and today it's Polo Esencio with a special report from Mexico. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chirps. I'm Tara Wellman, and I am back with you after a visit to St. Louis last week But this week, Alex is away from the show, so I brought in reinforcements in the form of Polo Asensio, fresh off of his return from Mexico. So he will be joining me in a moment, and I cannot wait for you to hear all about his experiences with the Cardinals in Mexico. But first, a little bit of an update from last week's show. Alex had Ben Godar from Viva Albertos on, and he told a story about Harry Carey and Elvis striking up a friendship back in the day. But Ben was a little bit unsure of the details and if he had all of that story correct. Well, I can now confirm thanks to our good friend Matthew Trueblood from Baseball Prospectus that yes, Harry Carey and Elvis were in fact friends and I'm sure the stories that were told were only the tip of the iceberg as far as the stories of Harry and Elvis go. So, Thanks to Ben for sharing that, and thanks again for stepping in and joining Alex on the show last week. So now you know that. As I mentioned last week, I was in St. Louis. As some of you know, I ended up on the Spanish radio broadcast with Polo Asensio, which was an absolute thrill, just like it was a thrill for him to be in Mexico with the Cardinals over the weekend. Here's what he had to say. Polo, my friend, fresh off of your return from, well, Mexico, but then also Milwaukee. Thanks for joining me today.
1: I mean, it's a pleasure. We had so much fun the, the first time. Why not do it a second and perhaps a third or fourth time? I, I mean, I, I'm here for you, Tara. And, and, and by the way, uh, thank you for coming uh, to the stadium to visit. And then you came into the booth and we did a little chat. We, you were on the air. And, and I mean, it was, it was fun to have you around. And hopefully, And I know it's not going to be the last time, but again, this time, thank you for having me on on your podcast, which a lot of people like, including myself and my daughter, of course.
0: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, We enjoy having you and hearing from you. And I have to tell you, uh, first of all, thank you for having me uh, stop by the booth. It was great to chat with you and Benji. And then, of course, to hear you live, do what you do on air and, and get to chat a little bit as well. But I have to tell you a story about that. Because I've told a couple of people this story, and um, everyone finds it really hilarious. It wasn't hilarious to me in the moment, but now it's funny. So I have to tell you this story. So the inning that I was on the air with you, first of all, just so that in case it's unclear, my Spanish is very limited. (laughs) Uh, I'm learning, but it's it's very limited at the moment. So I wasn't adding a whole lot to the broadcast itself, (laughs) shall we say. But that inning that I was on air with you, I was watching as the inning was developing and a couple runners got on, and I I was quickly realizing that Yadier Molina was going to come up to bat with runners on base, right? Great situation for the Cardinals. They're about to score a couple of runs, or at least it looked like. But all I could think was Yadier Molina is going to hit a three run home run and I'm going to be on air and I'm going to be the one who ruins the Benji Molina Yadier Molina home run call. <laughs> I was uh, I, I, terrified the whole happening. I could see it coming and I knew it was going to happen. And I was like, great, this is, this is going to be how this ends is that people are going to be mad that they didn't get the Benji Molina home run reaction.
1: <laughs> no, no. You what? I bet you that uh, Yachty would have pointed at the booth and see you. And he'll be like, whoa, my brother all <laughs> of a sudden turned into a really cute girl. Uh, yeah, I will take that. But uh, no, no, no. You know how it is. We we have a lot of fun in there. you noticed. I mean, what we did is what we usually do. We don't change for, for – for we don't put ourselves for people when they come in. We just do what we do. And that's why I think uh, we're having uh, success, you know, slowly but surely. People are noticing. People are – Realizing what we are doing, what the Cardinals are doing, and uh, people are recognizing Polo. Obviously, Benji, everybody recognizes him because of a a, a baseball player that he is, the legend that, that that he is. He has, you know, a couple gold gloves, a couple of, uh, World Series rings. I mean, not not. I mean, he he had a he had a a cycle, and this is one thing that Benji always says. Do you know how many cycles did Willie Mays hit? I'm like, no, none, and I have one. I'm like, oh, so you're better <laughs> than Willie Mays. So just, just so you know, but, but now we, we have a lot of fun uh, on and off. And, and again, anytime you want to come or anybody from, from you guys want to come to the booth, please just do so. Say hi. We will bring, we will bring you up and, and you can be with us. And if you cannot speak uh, Spanish, I will make sure to translate whatever you're saying. And yeah, make, make make you sound like you really know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But also, I think you're right. I think, you know, people appreciate just how genuine you and Benji are in that broadcast. And you're enjoying it as much as the people who are listening. And I think that's the great thing um, about baseball and about the way that you kind of bring people into the game. So, uh, again, really, uh, it was a great opportunity, a great experience for me. And and I appreciate both of you, both of you uh, welcoming me to the booth.
1: (laughs) Let's do it again. Let's do it again.
0: Absolutely. Well, right now, let's talk about this series in Mexico. I know you were looking forward to it. I know it was really special for you being from Mexico. And I know you've answered a lot of questions about it already. But uh, I get to ask these questions now. So, what was it like for you? What did it mean to you to be there to not only see that series, but to have the chance to call it for the Cardinals as a major league game was was played there in Mexico?
1: You know, when it was when it became official that Benji and I were going to Mexico for the games through the broadcast, we were both extremely excited. We were very happy, excited, and even a little nervous because that is a big responsibility. You know, not only are we the first ever uh, Spanish broadcast duo in Spanish again. Um, but we now we're going to Mexico. Like, we are going to Mexico and do things that nobody has ever done. And uh, so that was exciting for me. And then to realize that the first time ever, like, working everywhere I worked, for the first time I was going to be on the plane with the team, with, any, like, any team, period. I was never with the Dodgers. I was never with anybody else. Now I'm doing it with the Cardinals. So that really got me pumped up. Like, wow, now I get to see this. I get to experience it. So, we get, you know, so the game on Thursday against the Dodgers, by the way, we swept them in case you didn't notice. <laughs> um, after the game, we get on the bus. And I don't know if you, if you uh, saw the video that we did with, with uh, Yachty opening the door for me. Yes. Uh, of, of his car. If you haven't, go to my Instagram, uh, Polo's View, just how it sounds, and uh, and look at it. Have, have, a, have <laughs> a laugh. Uh, the best part of that whole video, which is like 30, 45 seconds long, is that it was Yachty and Benji who came up with the idea, which to me was great. Imagine having Benji as your cameraman. and And Yaddy as your butler as you get out of your car. (laughs) That is is insane. Just there. So anyway, so it starts right there, right? So I'm like, okay, this is how it starts. It's going to be a fun trip. Well, like I said before, I was excited for the trip to be on the plane with the guys. When we came back from Monterrey, I can tell you that being on the trip with the guys, with the team, and when I talk about team, we talk about obviously everybody from the 1 to the 26 because that trip – uh, they allowed uh, the, both teams to take an extra player. But it was also uh, Mo was there, uh, Gersh was there, obviously the trainers, the coaches, and everybody else, uh, media, Fox people, KMOX people. It was packed with the uh, the team, people that we consider or are considered part of the club. So um, when we came back, I'm going to be completely honest, that was the funnest part. That was not the highlight of the trip, which I thought it was going to be. But once we land in Monterrey, the minute we land, I knew it was something special. I knew that even though I was in Mexico, I've never been to Monterrey. I was in an iconic city, a city that is very uh, rich in history and culture and the music, the food, uh, the beer. They're known for all those things. Plus, just so many uh, factories and, and the biggest uh, um, fan base when it comes down to soccer and and baseball. I mean, they that that city has all the sports and like soccer, they have two teams and both of those teams are huge. The stadium that we played at with well, the Cardinals played at it's right next door to one of the stadiums for the soccer team. So to me, that was like, okay, this is so cool. Getting there. The attention that we got, Tara, it was incredible. <laughs> the hotel was great. The people at the hotel were super nice. And, and you know, when we left, uh, people from the hotel, they told me and they told a few other people, you guys were super nice. We've had other teams here in the past, and those guys didn't even look at us. They didn't say good morning. They didn't say thanks. But you guys, the colonel, los cardenales, are so nice. Everybody, everybody, super nice. The players, taking pictures with people that work there. I mean, myself, I give away like like, like hats to the people mm-hmm. that, that worked at the hotel. It was, it was just a great experience overall, but seriously, it, it just, it's going to take me a while to realize and to process everything that happened personally. Obviously, we were there for business. We were there to play the game, but the game was just Maybe the smallest part of this great experience, not only for me, but both teams, I can tell you that a lot of the players were very happy to be there, Well, most all of them were happy to be there. The one the one thing that they, they, they did mention was the, the turf, you know, the, the mm-hmm. stadium, the field was turf, and nobody plays in turf anymore unless you're in high school, and that that's the only thing that they were, I mean, they, they could adjust, and they, they did, but uh, that's the one thing they were like, you know what, everything was fine, but the turf and you know nobody mentioned anything bad about the clubhouse about the hidden cage it is what it is everything was as good as it could be and and it was just a great experience personally i mean i don't think i have ever signed more baseballs or (laughs) pictures or hats in my life and interview after interview, myself, Benji, uh, Giovanni Gallegos, who happens to be Mexican, in case you didn't know, our pitcher, our right-hander pitcher. It, it was awesome. It, again, I, I can go on and on and on and on, and still, we'll, we'll, I cannot just do justice to the trip by words. It just—I don't know. Maybe I have to make a video or a highlight video. I don't know what I would need to do, but this is something great personally. Being born and raised in Mexico going back to my country as a big leaguer and be part of the of the Cardinals broadcast in Espanol uh, it was great I mean it's awesome and I'm pretty sure you can you can you can feel it with with the way I'm talking because that's how I felt energy the whole trip energy from the fans energy from the mascot who by the way Fred <laughs> Bird, the kids we, we had a we had a, a play ball clinic on Saturday morning. And the kids were calling him pato, which translates to duck. Oh. And they're like, hey, hey, pato, hey, pato. I'm like, no, no, it's un pato, it's un pájaro, it's not a duck, it's a bird. <laughs> no, he looks like a pato. And then other, other kids, uh, they were hitting him with, with the plastic bat. Uh, I'm like, why are you hitting him? Because he's a piñata. Like, people oh. were calling him piñata. And, and I can tell you the fat bird had a blast. He, I think he met... A couple Mexican birds over there. He almost stayed, but I'm like, hey, Fred, you need to come back <laughs> home, dude. You cannot stay here. But at the end, he he yeah he made it back. We all did with a big smile, a little tired, but at the end, it was a business trip, and it was just a trip like any other. To to fly from Monterrey from uh, here to Monterrey was less than three hours. Mm. It was two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, from here to L A. It's three and a half hours. Yeah. So <laughs> just just there. It's 45 minutes. Then on the way back uh, from Monterrey to Milwaukee, it was only two hours. So it was technically kind of like like going to like like going to New York or, or you know uh, 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 Philadelphia. It was not that far. Uh, once you get on the plane, it wasn't far at all.
0: Yeah, well, I have to say, um, the moment when Gallegos got in the game was one of the the most special moments, I think, regardless of what happened in that uh, that appearance for him, because he had talked yeah. about how special it was to be there and, and how much of a dream come true it was to be part of a major league roster playing in Mexico, and you could see that in his reaction coming off the mound and in the reaction of the fans in the stadium. That, to me, was one of the the most... Memorable moments of the weekend because you could see how much it meant, and um, you know that's when it's bigger than baseball, right? It's it's special to those guys who get to experience that, especially when it's uh it's in your home country, and that's that's a whole different level of special.
1: <laughs> and, and for him, like you said, his family was there. I was talking to him on Friday when we had a day off there in Monterrey, and he asked me, "Hey, anybody from your family coming?" And I told them, no, not really, man. I mean, I I know I'm gonna be busy, and uh, I know my family. They could do other things other than being with me. But it's not like like I have a morning off. It's not like I have something that that, that we can do together. If anything, they're gonna be here. They're gonna say hi to me, and they're gonna go to the game. Yeah. Uh, where uh, where a player, you know, they had they had a whole morning off. They could go do something, shopping, dinner, breakfast, whatever. Where the broadcasters in, in my case and and Benji. We were busy just, you know, promoting the game, promoting not only the, the that game, but when I say pro- promoting the game, I mean the actual game of baseball worldwide. Yeah. We had a very special visit to the uh, Mexican Hall of Fame. Uh, we, we, you know, we got there just like regular fans, no fanfare, nothing. We didn't, you know. Call them and ahead of time, hey, you know, we're coming and we want to be treated like royalty. Anything? No, 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 no. We paid our 50 pesos, which is like $2.50, 2 50 uh, We went in. And uh, once we were in, in there, somebody recognized Benji because, you know, it's easy, you know, again, being who he is. <laughs> and the, the next thing you know, we, we are being uh, escorted to all the rooms and the back doors and the side doors and everything by the director of the Hall of Fame and also the the, uh, the Hall of Fame historian. So they gave us a tour of the facilities. We get to hit the ball. We, they have batting cages and, and pitching uh, cages, you can say. And it was a blast. I mean, they asked us to uh, to sign the uh, the Distinguished Visitors Baseball, a huge baseball they have there. A lot of Cardinals memorabilia, a lot of uh, obviously Mexico, but, it was it was a great experience at the restaurants and eating something that you know stuff that we don't really eat around here or you cannot find here it was it was great for for us it was great for the players too and, and i I do know that a lot of players did some some shopping around the area where the hotel was and and you know we came back in one piece we, we went to Mexico <laughs> we came back in in one piece nothing bad happened on that trip everything was good including including losing to the reds it wasn't that bad because yes you want to win you're there to play and win but losing one winning one everybody comes home happy you know nobody comes home like oh man we lost two games we're sad we're upset we have to come back no no no, no. you know what we won one we lost one we go home and the season continues and that's the way the players saw it, and that's the way we see it. And, and, and I mean, you, you saw it the broadcast. The, the, the fans were having a blast. Um, the the, fa- the uh, When the game ended, that's when the party started. Yeah, that's the, what it the, looked they, like. They, they, yeah, no, the game ended, and there was music. There was, of course, beer, food, people just being people, having fun. And I saw a bunch of people from, from San Louis that made a trip. Like, a lot of people, like, you know, white American, English-speaking people, not spanish speaking people, making the trip. And I talked to a few of them, and they just said, this is great. I don't understand why we didn't do it before. So as, don't think about what we didn't do before. Just think about this is happening, and it's probably going to happen again soon, if not for the Cardinals, for, for other teams. And it's going to expand to other cities because we have the uh, – director of uh, MLB Baseball, MLB, MLB Mexico, on our broadcast, and we talked, you know, with him, Mr. Uh, Rodrigo Fernandez, and uh, he told us, hey, you know, there's, there's other cities that, that can host this team's this type of baseball, uh, the stadiums that can, that can host this uh, type of baseball, so we're going to keep doing it. I mean, in, in uh, May, uh, Angels and Astros are going, and then next year, perhaps on another two or three series with two or three, or well, if it's two or three series, it's going to be four or six other teams. So this is just the beginning of a big connection or, or just to make sure that that connection continues and grows between baseball and the world. Not only Mexico, does not forget London, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are going there last year. There was, it was Puerto Rico. So, who knows? Next thing you know, it could be Colombia, it could be Dominican Republic, it could be anywhere in the world that we go and, and play uh, regular season games like they did at the beginning of this season when the opening, uh, the uh, the uh, who was it? Seattle and Oakland played in yeah. Japan, so mm-hmm. it, it's happening everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, I would say maybe the only person that wasn't completely happy with the series split would be Adam Wainwright, because he really wanted that game in the first game of the series. But nonetheless, I think as far as the team is concerned, definitely no reason to to be upset about splitting the series. I did want to ask you, because... There will be another series there uh, in May, as you just mentioned. Um, the atmosphere was obviously really exciting. The fans seemed super excited to be there. I've heard a number of people asking about uh, kind of ticket sales. I mean, there were some empty seats in the stadium. You could see that on TV. Is there any is there any uh, possibility that maybe this, these other series could be I don't know more accessible to local fans because it sounds like maybe it wasn't the easiest to get tickets or, or that seems to be an issue when major league baseball goes to these other countries.
1: You know, it was, that's a a great question and I have the great answer for it. Um, Yeah. The prices were a little high to what people are used to when it comes down to Mexican baseball, like as as in the summer league, uh, uh, the professional summer league or the professional winter league. Now, what you saw the bleachers? They were like half empty. Well, everything else behind, like, let's say the most expensive tickets, they were all sold.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Right? So what you can see with the fly bones uh, on the bleachers and things like that, that's the part where they were the least uh, expensive, the cheapest ticket. Now, behind home plate, between the bases and all that, it was packed from top to bottom. Mm. And let's not forget, especially on the Sunday game, it was really hot. Yeah, it was super hot, <laughs> and the sun was hitting dull bleachers, so people were standing on the sides and also behind home plate on the hallways and walkways mm. because the sun was so like like tough and rough on people. As soon as the shade started to move and the shadows start to cover the back, people started sitting down. And by that time, it was probably like six or seventh, sixth or seventh inning. Again, it was a big party, so some people just wanted to be in there, even though maybe they were not on their seat. Yeah, because there was thousands of people having a party behind the stadium, inside the stadium, but not where the the game was being played. But the the walkways behind home plate. There was two concert zones with everything you can think of, everything and anything. So yes, you might have not seen a packed stadium. But it was over 18,000 each time around. So, Hmm. I mean, there's teams in MLB that cannot have more than (laughs) 10,000, 12,000, 15,000. So when you talk about 18,000 each night or each game, that is not bad at all, I don't think.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, and that's why I asked because sometimes you don't get a feel for how many people are yeah. actually milling around with the with you the don't camera get the
1: whole angles. You do you know. <laughs> in this case, we couldn't get the whole picture. Right. Like, we had a great view from our booth. We actually were next to the fans, like mm-hmm. we could hear them. know, it was it was great. Like we were inside a booth, but it was the connection to the fans were right there. I'm not saying that here in Bush we don't have you know when we have our booth we're not closest to the to the fans. But the stadium is so big, you kind of get lost in the middle. But this stadium is just, let's say, half the capacity of Bush. Um, we could feel and hear the fans. They were just, it was, it was a blast, man. It, it, seriously, it was a blast for everybody. And I think the most important part, uh, the fans had a blast.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if I
1: have a blast, it's not about Polo having a, a good time and, and, and all the work we did and all the, the promotion and the uh, – and, and, and then the uh, the connection, you know, with the, with the Mexican fans and, and the players and everything else. If we can have a blast and the Cardinals could have swept. but if the fans don't like it or the fans are not enjoying it or not having fun, then it's not a success. And I think, again, talking to MLB uh, Mexico uh, director Rodrigo Fernandez, this was a success. And that's why... They are doing it three times this year. So next year, I believe Monterrey probably gets one. Somebody else like Guadalajara gets another one, and and uh, Mexico City gets another one. So they're going to spread it a little more for that same reason. So they don't want to burn people or oversell it or overdo it in one in one uh, one city. They're going to start moving it around for other fans to enjoy it too.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm a huge. Supporter of uh, not just introducing people to baseball, but of letting them experience it and kind of just reminding maybe American baseball fans that people really do love baseball. There's there's not a problem with people wanting access to this game. and, And I love seeing... Fans who are excited about it and how that rubs off on the players and, and just the, the energy in a building like there was that weekend. So uh, I love hearing about it from your perspective because I know how excited you were about it as well. Last question I have for you though is how excited are you for Boy Band Night on Friday? Oh my goodness, I,
1: I cannot <laughs> believe it. Um, Brad Thompson was uh, on the trip. So we talked about it a little bit, Hey, Brad? Are we doing something? Are we not doing something? <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's ready. I'm ready. I have my band. I mean, you, you saw, you saw what, what that video probably was just like a, like a, a like a, the start of the Polo Boy Band uh, <laughs> band. The Polo Boy Band band. That's that's the name of it. So Brad, you know that you, you just let me know. You tell me when and where, and let's do this, bro. Let's do this. And, of course, you know, the the T-shirts and and all that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I I love uh, board bands. You know that, and a lot of people know that. And it's going to be fun. (laughs) I cannot wait to see what the stadium is going to do with the photos and the shots and music. Uh, and, And, of course, it's the Mets coming in. A, a tough a very tough nets team.
0: I don't mm-hmm. have the
1: uh, pitching uh, the pitching uh, order for the weekend, but you know you're gonna get somebody. You might get uh center guard, you might get Groom. I don't know. There's there's they there could be historic matchups. I'm just going back to it just uh, before we uh we, we, yeah, wrap it up, that uh night when Wainwright was pitching, obviously five innings, no hit, right? And mm-hmm. let's not forget the last year. When the Dodgers and Padres played, the Dodgers no-hit. The Padres, you know, combined no-hitter. Well, when uh, Wainwright gives up the home run and another run in the sixth inning, he walks off the mound. I mean, I don't know how how long they kept the, the camera rolling, but he got a crazy standing ovation from mm. the fans. Like, like, seriously, like, when I heard – the clapping and the cheering and, and all that for the for for I am like, okay, these people are having fun. They're drinking, eating, and dancing, but they are also paying attention to the game because they saw him battling. They saw what he did for five innings, and when he came off, he got a very nice ovation ovation from from the fans at Monterrey Stadium, uh, Palacio Sultan. So I just wanted to point that out in case during the broadcast or you know, obviously on tv or uh, radio you didn't see it but that's also what happened fans know their baseball in mexico they do we do i mean i'm mexican and i'm calling games for the Cardinals, so that that, <laughs> that could give you a little clue i think
0: yeah no that's awesome i love um hearing that as well because again some of that gets lost in uh, in the broadcast yep. so Um, I appreciate hearing those things. Well, Polo, I am going to let you go, but uh, everyone can hear you and Benji on that Spanish radio broadcast a number of times throughout the season. Uh, You can get that broadcast, by the way, on the MLB at that app. makes it real easy to to find it and listen to it wherever you are. So, Polo, thank you so much.
1: Gracias a ti, Tara, y nos vemos la próxima vez.
0: What an absolutely incredible experience for Polo, for Giovanna Gallegos, for the entire team, and for all of those fans who got to be a part of that excitement. So cool. And really, it was awesome hearing firsthand accounts of what happened over the weekend in Mexico. So thanks again to Polo for joining me. Now, at this part of the show, we usually get some sort of history lesson or little nugget of information from Alex for the chirp of the week. And you all know he's much better about finding those than I am, which is why I just sort of let him carry that part of the show. But without him here, I decided to give you more of an update as opposed to a history lesson. So... Nolan Gorman, as you all know, is mashing baseballs for the Peoria Chiefs. He is currently batting 357 with a 786 slugging percentage. He's hit four home runs, four doubles, and a triple, driving in 13 runs in 11 games so far. Now, the big concern for Gorman has been consistency, particularly not striking out so much. Last season, in 25 games at Peoria, he struck out 36.4% of the time, Currently, he's dropped that to 25%. And if you're a WRC Plus kind of fan, he's rocking a 236, which is obviously not sustainable, but it's small sample size context that screams he's hitting really well. (laughs) Also interesting, last year in Peoria, he hit the ball to the opposite field just 22.2% of the time. In 11 games this year, he's gone oppo on nearly 42% of his hits. Just an interesting little tidbit. Needless to say, he was the Midwest League Player of the Week, and he is catching the eyes of national prospect ranking systems and writers as well. I have not yet made it to Peoria to see him, but I feel like I probably should do that soon because no one's really sure how long he will end up playing there at Dozer Park in Peoria, Illinois. So there is your Nolan Gorman update, and that is your Chirp of the Week. I also wanted to remind you that t-shirts are still on sale at birdsintheblack.com. It is a special version of the birds logo. All of the proceeds from the sales of those t-shirts go to Miles Michael's Big League Impact campaign that is helping to fund a remodel of the Refuge House in St. Louis, which is a place that serves victims and survivors of sex trafficking. So you can learn more about the campaign as well as the t-shirts. And if you search the hashtag BeLikeMike, no E, M-I-K for Micliss, then you can find more information on things we've been doing during Micliss starts as well to help fund some of that. So I'll link all of that in the show notes and you can check it out there. I've conveniently not mentioned what the Cardinals have actually done on the field in the last couple of days. That is because everything else we've talked about on this show has been much more interesting, much more exciting. But there is a lot going on with the Cardinals, primarily with their pitching staff, but also occasionally the inability to score runs. Alex will be back next week with me to talk about all of that. So make sure that you're following Birds on the Black on Twitter. You can follow Polo on Twitter at PoloEscencio. You can follow me at Tara Wellman. And you can always send us your questions or your topic ideas. We'll try to figure out a way to boil down what goes on with the Cardinals in the next week when we revisit this on next week's show. So until then, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.